Welcome to Rainbow Soul, an explorative discussion about spirituality beyond mainstream religions. Hollis Taylor, author, psychic, astrologer, and alchemical mage, brings their non-binary perspective together with fellow drag king and trans man, LaCrosse Ortiz, a Jewish Taino with spiritual background of exploration that has led him to an atheist perspective. Join these guys as they explore deep and difficult topics, all related to spirituality, offering a queer perspective, an exploration of interesting topics, and engaging guests to help explore conversations for the rainbow soul. Support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Hey! Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's so good to see you, Lacrosse. Oh, same, same. It feels like it's been forever. (laughs) Happy Pride! I know, right? Isn't this great? Hence. Beautiful my, trans, um, my trans flag. <laughs> I have a uh, a t shirt on today. Big Bay Energy. There you go. Uh, which is also a gaming shirt. If you happen to be a gamer, oh. I do play on uh, Bipolar Dragons, which is also on the WLS oh, right. yes. network. But my character, <laughs> my character is totally Bay, and uh, you know, as a non-binary person, so celebrating the non-binary existence exactly and uh so it's great to great to be here i always have rainbows they never go away (laughs) (laughs) it it, it feels the same way here my my daughter just had a birthday well i had three birthdays right in a row um one of them but she was like i want rainbow everything and i'm like yes whatever you want rainbow she's she just turned 10 rainbow everything yeah i'm like a 10 year old i like (laughs) rainbow everything yeah it's Uh, okay it's okay you can uh, have rainbow everything and just be in pride all the time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> I, I hope you're having a great pride. I know you're probably performing and getting into uh, that kind of world. Yeah. Um, and costuming and yeah, a lot of work. It's a lot of work this month. This month in October are my busiest months. It's rough. So, yeah. but excited. I, I just love it, especially with the crowds and all that. Ah. Uh, it's exciting this month now that it's a little bit normal, a little bit more normal. So we're having a little bit more pride. Yeah. 
a little bit yeah. more. They're still <laughs> Denver, Denver here. They're still doing it online and in person again. Oh, so um, I might try to plug in with some of my drag queen friends in Denver, but I'm right. still dealing with some uh, personal health things. So right. I'll be dealing with that for a while. Mm. So, uh, you know, but I'm excited about today's show. Yeah. And so honored and happy to be doing this show and bringing some really amazing people um, up and around, you know, that we have, that we've, that I've met along the way. Um, and so anyway, today's, today's uh, discussion topic is uh, the elements, which yeah. I, I know you lacrosse, this isn't news to you, right? No, like, no, but the, I the, love learning about the elements. That's this. I'm excited for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and when we say elements, we mean earth, air, fire, and water. Um, and they're often connected to the directions. Um, and I think it depends on where you are in the world. Because uh, it seems to be, I had an Australian friend that's like, north, no, north is fire. <laughs> and I was like, it, it I, is? <laughs> I guess it depends. You know, I never thought about that. I guess it really depends on where you are on the planet. Because to us, north would... Yeah, I know. Um, and, and it might also, do, I don't know. I, that's why I got this this expert on it, because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. it. When she said that to me, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> and I, I was like, wait a minute, which what is west? And she was like, air. And I was like, what? Wow. And um, so, yeah, and that's just because, I don't know, maybe because she's in Australia, which is literally right. down under, you know? Right, right. Um, but it's just like the holidays, you know, the holidays like midsummer and and when it's, you know, Christmas or Yule up here, it's midsummer down there. And so, you know, it's yeah. kind of like that. It depends yeah. on where you are on the planet. And I think it also depends on where you come from, like what your culture is. I'm sure you have some perspectives on it, lacrosse. Um, yeah, because we would definitely, well, um, like when we do our ceremonies, it's so funny because we face south because our people are south from here where here they they wouldn't they would actually face more north so but it, it it's a little it, it's a little different because like the the taino are from they they went down to the south americas came through great antilles into the caribbean so we always face south because that's where our people are but i think it's depends on where your people are from where you know or how they got there or how they migrated or whatever. So it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so we always start our um, call the, the four directions in the South. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you just start in the South, but they're still mm -hmm. the same ones, right? North yeah. is earth, yeah. West is water. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And as we get, as we get going, I wanted to reach out to the audience. If you have a dream that you want lacrosse if you want lacrosse to uh to interpret it for you just write it out in the chat and post it as a comment and he'll he'll interpret it after the break halfway through the show so right. um and i'll do a tarot reading for everybody listening at the end of the show um just so you know what's what we're going to be doing today um anyway for now, I want to say that uh, today we have a very interesting person um, that I personally have. It was I've had an interesting dance with this person because 
I actually am from Delaware and have right. had a little bit before I transitioned to a non-binary person. I used to present as a very feminine person. So this person actually knew me then, but probably didn't realize it when they met me as a non-binary person. Right. But we've had that discussion. Um, and <laughs> um, But because they're from my home state, which is Delaware. Right. Where? Where? Oh, well, Biden put it on the map, right? Delaware. <laughs> yeah, so go. it's a beautiful place. And um, they're part of a circle there. So I want to introduce Evo Dominguez. I bring Evo out. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hey, welcome. happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I feel like I feel like you you and I have done this weird thing, but but right? totally cool. I still always feel like you're a brother in the community. Yep. So yep. um that feels good to me. And I I uh, and you know, um everybody's saying hi. <laughs> Bright Hawk is saying, hey, Evo, it's good to see you. <laughs> it's been a long time. I think last time was yeah. in Louisiana. Yeah, I oh. think so, which was several years ago right. um, when we were all at a similar festival. And, yep. um, you know, and Bright Hawk and I tend to go into the northern and the western festivals, and, I, and we just happened to meet that one time in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the bet that one of the interesting things, Evo, that I find about you is that you, you get real down to the basics. And when I say the basics, I mean like real elemental things. And I feel mm -hmm. like, and with your, why don't you tell us, let's start with you tell us who you are first. And tell us about yourself. Sure. I mean, all right. So very condensed, spiritual, magical. This is me history. Uh Born in Cuba, came to the States, raised Catholic. It didn't stick. Uh, explored many, many, many paths. Uh, eventually ended up choosing uh, Wicca as my primary path, though I am interested in everything. And also have a long history of involvement in the queer community in Delaware and was involved with many of the organizations in Delaware as well. Um, actually, uh, uh, I was the uh, founding... Uh, person for uh, Gay and Lesbian Alliance of Delaware, which no longer exists. Um, <clears throat> I was on the board, first board of directors for Camp Rehoboth, and I think uh, La Crosse was just in the uh, uh, Rehoboth Beach area. And I was Delaware's first uh, executive director for its aid service organization. So I have my fingers in all the things. Now, when it comes to magic or witchcraft or the elements, my whole deal is everything is broad, expansive, deep, and includes everybody. And my big task, and I hope a whole lot of people claim this is their task as well, is looking at the old information, seeing how it applies today, and trying to show how broad and deep things are in language that is understandable. Because very often, uh, it doesn't matter which tradition, a lot of religious, spiritual, metaphysical stuff is intentionally difficult to understand. Uh, and, and, I, and I think it comes from two reasons. One, because people are so used to talking to other geeks that are fully engaged in that community, in that language, so they don't in, in change their language to include people from outside. And also people who maybe decide to make it as complicated as possible to prop up their ego. Both things are potentially true. 
But I mean, the elements are something that in one form or another show up in pretty much every culture and pretty much every time though some, but they're not one and the same. I mean, a lot of people use a system of four elements. There's the Chinese five elements, which are completely different. Um, the Norse, you could say, have three elements if you wish, uh, you know, but the idea of the elements is we have to have as, as, as humans, a language to describe the forms, the essences, the energies that are the building blocks of the universe. And everything else, and, and uh, since it applies to more than one of y'all's interests, I'm gonna say that the elements are sovereign in themselves and that the culture assigns them a variety of things, which is not necessarily inherent to them. So, I'm gonna, so when people start arguing about which color represents which element, which direction represents which element, which ritual object or tool is the one that's proper to use an element, I'm going to say that you know different languages have different names for different objects, and there's, the objects remain themselves regardless of what we call them. But I think the elements are really important and often glossed over because uh, they're quick and easy and immediate to be able to get access to use them. But that means, hey, I, I know how to do this. I don't need to learn anymore. No, no. Anyway, I talk too fast. <laughs> No, you're fine. You're great. I, I I totally appreciate that. I think the elements was one of the first things I was attracted to in Wicca. Um, yeah. It was one of the first things that I was like, oh, that's nice for us to honor all the parts of the earth. And that really called for me. And this was back right. when I lived in Delaware and I was still presenting as a woman. I was a mother, yep. young mother. Yep. And, yep. um, and I just, I just was like, oh, this is beautiful. And I went to the store we were just talking about, Bell Book and mm -hmm. Candle, um, and was happy to like find things to put on my altar to represent right. those elements to help me connect to them. So mm -hmm. I was really actually, and I was like, probably like 21. <laughs> Um, that's like over 20 years ago, showing my age is a little there. A while but, ago. Uh, <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. And, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, and I really, I also found that the elements were an easy way to plug kids into magic because I led a spiral scout circle. A spiral yeah. scout, just to plug in so people don't know, so they know what I'm talking about. Spiral scouts is a, uh, Wiccan or pagan or many denominations, all religions coexist scouting program for kids. Um, that was started by the Church of um, Church of Tabernacle, I think it's called. But I can put a link to the thing in the group in the comments. But Spiral Scouts is a great group if you're looking for something that doesn't uh, focus on religions. But anyway, so I found it was using the elements was a great way to fold kids into magic it was real easy for them to get because it was just earth air fire and water and they knew what all those things were right right yeah lacrosse i know you have your own experience <laughs> of the elements right um yeah we do um i i'm a terrible uh medicine person i really don't know where they are right now the elements but like just me growing up like in the astronomy and astrology and all that mm -hmm. and knowing like me myself i'm a libra and the air sign um and mm -hmm. just actually seeing people's personality come through 
with their signs, you know, like, or their element that represents yep. their sign. I always thought that was so fascinating to me because like, I'm an air sign, but I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, boom, oh, over here, boom, wind goes over there, boom, you know, but it, there's something to that. And then here, mm -hmm. my wife, she's an earth sign and she's so solid in her foundation. So it's like, I look at it as not just elements like for magic, I look at it as personality traits that we carry from the time that we're born. So uh, yeah, that's how I see it. I'm, I'm gonna have yep. to get back to you on the indigenous part because I'm right. failing on that one. Oops, <laughs> sorry, Cacique, <laughs> I'm sorry to my chief. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's how I look at it as like a personality trait. So I, now, Okay, that that's my question to you. Do you believe that the the elements do influence somebody when the time they're born? All right. So, uh, <laughs> what something I left out of my history is that I also am an astrologer. Okay. And and honestly, I think one of the reasons why the elements were always important to me, even when I was a baby witch, is because I had somebody that was a formal teacher of astrologer. About the same time, or maybe before, I started getting formal teachings about Wicca. So I already had the elements baked in as like the elements are important. So I do think that, uh, but we're you know we're a mixture of elements, and I think the reason people speak of their sun sign as you know oh I'm a fire sign or an air sign or whatever is because wherever the sun is in your chart, that's where your power comes from. That's where your life force, your energy comes from. Now, there are you have all the elements because if you didn't have all the elements, you'd be dead. If you're right. a living being, you have the four elements, right? <laughs> um, but that is the juice that makes you run. And then the other elements play their part in your chart in, or in your psyche or whatever. But it's also like the connecting place here because all right, like, so you, so lacrosse, you went the, the route of uh, the elements within as, as part of the psyche or, or personality. And Hollis, you went with the elements are in nature, right? Almost all teachings or systems of spirituality that are pagan or earth-centered or whatever terminology they use for themselves believe that everything has spirit. Everything's alive. If they're connected to nature, they're connected to the earth, they believe that everything has spirit and is alive. And that means that everything else is, that's alive is also made out of the elements. So that the elements within you are what connect you to every living thing and to that ocean or that tree or that mountain. So it's the, it's the fact that we have that we're made out of the four elements that makes a point of connection between us and all the other things. So that if you want to find uh, nature, you've got a piece of it living in you. If you want to connect to somebody who is a air sign or a water sign or whatever, you find where the water is in you. If you want to connect to a water sign, you find where the air is in you to connect to an air sign. So it's by paying attention to how the elements live and move in us that we can connect to the whole universe or one single person. Interesting. That's interesting because Sandy, welcome, Sandy. It's good to see you. Yeah. Sandy's one of our regular viewers, and, and she says, mm -hmm. I'm an Aquarian, and I love fire. And I think Aquarians, <laughs> I always think that they're water, but they're, but they're air. air. No, they're, they're air. air. But, you know, but I'm going to say, but it depends on what the rest of your chart looks like, right? Um, I have a friend uh, who's a Sag, who's a fire sign, but he's got a lot of other planets in Earth. So he's got a lot of planets in Virgo, so he's very earthy. But I'm going to point out something. 
fire loves wind. If you want to make a fire blaze up, right? Yeah. So yeah. that so that so the all the relationship there are relationships between the elements, and you can't and you can't have a fire without uh, that foundation of the earth and the logs to provide the fuel. And honestly, it's the it's it's the uh, sap that is dried up and crystallized that volatilizes to actually feed the fire. That's the, so the blood of the tree is turning into the fuel for the fire as well. So, if you look at anything in nature, you can find all four elements. Now, one may be more obvious and like in your face, but they're all there. Yeah, and that's interesting that you say that because, like, all, for my astrology chart, I I have a lot of Libra. Okay, like I have four planets in the 12th house in Libra. Um, so yeah. I like things to be very balanced. And most astrologers, when they look at my charts, the first thing they say, they get, they're like, well, you're very balanced. Um, <laughs> right. And so I have, but I, the, if you were to pick one element that I was lower on, it would be fire. And the interesting thing is, is that I'm attracted to fire signs that I tend to hook up <laughs> <laughs> or become right, friends with right. people that are in some fashion. All yeah. Right. All right. So, 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 what makes the what makes the winds? What what makes the uh, climate uh, change? It's the sun, man. If it's it's the sun is the heat that makes the wind blow. I mean, if it weren't for the sun, we wouldn't have the convection. We wouldn't have the the rising tides of of uh, air or moisture into the clouds. So, I mean, it, just looking in nature, you can find. Maybe there's a clue about that. Though I'm going to point out something about about uh, that that uh, air energy. It doesn't matter what which of the of the three flavors of air that you find in the zodiac. Here's the thing: air is about going from point A to point B. Air likes to flow. Air likes to move. And air carries things, whether it's fragrance or pollen or dust particles. So that air carries point to point. Air is the agent, if you will. Air is always the messenger, if you will. Air carries the sound waves that we're listening to. So whatever kind of air sign you are, air likes to make that journey and carry a piece of information back and forth between places. Interesting. That's I deep. Mean, That's deep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually and made a joke one time. A couple of friends of mine, we were at a fire pit and the fire was going, yep. it was raining. And I'm like, no, I'm an air sign this fire will not go out. And I literally blew that fire for like about an hour and a half and it didn't go out, but it's like, you know, I know that's kind of cheesy, but you know, to me, I blew it. I blew it. And the fire didn't go out it, because I was just like, no, this is not happening. This is, this must happen. We need the fire pit because we need the fire. I don't know why we needed it, but um, no, yeah, no, I get that. That's, that's very deep. I, I really love that. Yeah, one of the first elements that I started to do magic with was fire. Like, that was one of mm -hmm. the first ones that I was right away, like, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, using fire. Um, Terry Owens here is saying that I once gifted the opportunity to do a year-long series of elemental pact workings. It was amazing to meditate on, study, and celebrate, and then meet, mm -hmm. meet each of the elements. I love elemental magic. Me too, Terry. And that was one of the first magic things I did. Right. And one of the first things I did was have a candle with the fire magic and the herbs and wanting to transform my heart, my soul, mm -hmm. my emotional experience, and my situation. Um, and I found that fire was very transformative. So 
mm-hmm. as with all this air element pushing, but I also am an earth sun sign and a Scorpio rising. So I'm a Virgo with a Scorpio rising, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. uh, with that water, you know, I was, I still wanted that little bit of fire. I still wanted to pull that fire in to my life and help me transform. So mm-hmm. I found that fire. That's one of the things I liked about alchemical fire circles is that it's all about transforming with right. the element of fire. So, so one thing that uh, the the person who uh, put in the chat comment about their experiences with elemental packs and communicating or joining with the elements. If you're new to all this, I'm going to suggest that it doesn't take a lot uh, to, if you, if you have a bowl of water, if you have a candle, if you have a rock, if you have a feather, just open the window and let the breeze through, you can connect and experience them directly. But here's what I'm going to suggest. They're alive. So look to see if you can sense the energy or see the energy if you do those things as if you were looking for somebody's aura, all right? And when you connect with them, um, I suspect a lot of the people listening here either have or have friends that have uh, animal companions, dogs or cats or something in their life. And, you know, hopefully my four dogs will behave tonight. But uh, there are lots of times where I will be having a conversation where I'm doing both voices, right? I'm talking to the dog and then I'm actually answering myself back what I think the dog is saying. And it's kind of useful because it's it's one of the ways that you attune to what is this, is this animal asking me for food or is this animal asking me to take them out for a walk, right? So here's the thing. Pretend that the, that the energy of that bowl of water or that candle flame or the breeze coming through the window is like a being, t- tune into its energy and then start talking to it and for it because sooner or later, that will begin to connect your conscious mind to whatever unconscious or psychic nudges you're getting, and you'll finally, and you'll actually begin to create a conversation with the element, even though at first it sounds like you're just playing and you sort of are, but it's a way of working in to create a relationship or bond between yourself and the spirit that's present in that material. Oh, that's... That's definitely, I never thought about it. I talk to my dog all the time. Um, <laughs> it works. It does. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? What do you need? Come on. <laughs> right, right. In his case, he's old. So that's a little impatience there. But um, no, I get that. That that makes sense. That makes total sense. I think for elements, um trying to connect with them and really work with them like not just the like wind yeah you can I really found that hanging up my laundry was actually a really especially in the spring when the wind is blowing and Mm -hmm. you know you hang up your sheets and you're kind of like oh my sheets are gonna smell great because (laughs) you know because the wind is blowing and it's a beautiful day and it's not too hot, not too cold. And, you know, you can really connect with wind. And I've really connected with wind uh, and air up here in Colorado when the the wind pushes so hard up here because I'm at altitude. Mm -hmm. And the trees, the interesting thing is that the trees get twisted, literally. Yes, a tree, like the wind, if you 
ever wondered if we wind affects trees, take a hike in my backyard. <laughs> I wish I almost had a picture of it right now, but there's a tree right in my backyard that is twisted right on the edge of the mountain where you can look out at the Indian Peaks wilderness. Um, and so we're in the Rocky Mountains mm -hmm. and we're at 9,000 feet and up here the wind is like, the, the trees dance. We talk about them mm -hmm. dancing, especially in the winter and when the wind is really blowing. The wind can really get going. I'm really connected with wind up here. And then I connected with fire, like I said, in the, mm -hmm. in the fire circles, when you're doing intentional magic with roots in a fire circle, and I was a fire tender for years, um, and my son was also a fire tender, mm -hmm. um, and I was also, I was also together partnered with a fire tender, <laughs> and, um, and so we, we totally loved the, you know, the fire in that way, like, it felt very transformative, and even in that mm -hmm. event, we're still celebrating all the elements, sure. and when it rains, like you were saying, lacrosse at a fire circle, you're, <laughs> especially at magic fire circles, you know, you're hoping one of these wizards comes up with some good weather magic. But, um, you know, but the water, it was raining so hard on this fire that was probably about five or six feet tall for an event, you know, so it's huge. And I couldn't believe that the fire didn't go out, actually. I was flabbergasted that it didn't go out and watching the people walk up and put the wood on the fire and steam coming off of their bodies was mm -hmm. absolutely like marvelous part of my magical experience in those fire circles. Mm -hmm. And then working with water and having, I've had rituals in water. I've also had healing in water. If you've ever had that, um, where people like hold you and massage your neck and like give you a little bit of a, there's actually a name for it and I'll, I'll remember it in a minute. But, and you know, so, and then of course earth, if you just do exactly what my beautiful, um, I would call her my niece. Um, she, she should be okay with that. Danny, uh, I love laying on the grass on a sunny day and enjoying a few elements and just lay in the grass just lay there and close my eyes and have my body soak up the energy from the ground and the sun. And that is beautiful. If I do something like that, I totally feel celebrated and loved and connected, earthed. I don't know if you've ever mm -hmm. heard of the health thing where you earth, where you put mm -hmm. your, you actually connect with the electromagnetic field of the earth. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a movie called Earthing. So if you want to look it up, mm -hmm. you can. Oh, I'm definitely uh, it's about connecting to the earth and how it helps you with your health. Uh, to walk in your bare feet or do like Danny was saying, to lie in the grass. And that's just those, if I do those things, whatever problems I was having are no longer. If I connect with the elements, they're no longer. And so one of the things that I wonder about newer seekers and people just stepping onto mm -hmm. the path, at least for me, was like, okay, so I can connect to the elements, but how do I use them? How do they, how can you harvest the abilities of them? And how can you figure out what they mean to you? Like, because I think all of us have different meanings. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, 
and this is, I'm going to be a pain in the butt about this. You pick a system and study it and learn it before you move on to the next one. Let me compare it to something so you'll understand why I'm not just saying that because that's the way it should be. No, it's more like this. So much overlap between so many systems. So if you decided that tomorrow you were going to learn how to speak um, Spanish and Portuguese at the same time and Italian, what would happen? You would muddle them all up because even though they are very different, they're also close enough to each other so that your memory would begin to confuse all of them. So the first thing is there's a ton of different systems for describing the elements and what they mean and how to connect with them with colors and symbols and objects. Pick one, learn it, put it aside. If it didn't fit perfectly, go learn the next one or the next one. So study, but you're going to get confused if you try to compare different systems with each other. They're not meant to be put together that way. Um, you'll find that they resonate with each other, but they each exist in their own space, right? So pick one and, and stick with it for a while. At the same time, I'm going to be really naughty and say they all work and none of them are true. And, and, and uh, when y'all were, were uh, while well, I was in the room, back room waiting and, and kind of like listening in on, on the conversation that uh, you, you guys were having before I was on, here, here's one of the things you were talking about how uh, in, in Australia versus in North America, how uh, they view the elements as being in different directions in Australia. They viewed uh, the, the, uh, the North as, as, as fire and, 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 and kind of like flipped the script a little bit. And I think it's because the story of each culture or each system of magic is tells a story and connects it to the elements to make sense of them. So like in, in the Northern hemisphere, the sun rises in the East, you watch it go up and the highest place that it gets to in the sky is in the South. Okay, sets in the West and then it's invisible in, in, in the land of the North. So, so it tells the story of what day, every day looks like in the Northern hemisphere. So, but every, or in some places, water is going to be wherever the biggest water body of water is. You, or, in, or if you lived in a place where you had mountains, you know, in, in the east, you might put your earth in the east. But the point is, the elements are everywhere. The reason that we pick colors, symbols, directions, etc., as cultures or as individuals is because we need a way to hang them all together in our head and to be able to, to uh, systematically do them. It's kind of like how many different kinds of music are there? How many different keys? How many different tonal systems, right? And they all work, but you have to, but the thing is once you learn the chords, once you learn the positions, then you can riff with it and improvise all you like. And I'm saying that the elements are similar. They're like music in that regard. They're like uh, where you draw the lines to, to divide the rainbow into colors also varies according to person and culture. So what I'm saying is pick a system, learn it, and don't be bound to it if it doesn't work for you because each system you learn will be easier. Just like if you learn one language, the next language is easier, right? But start simple. Honestly, you can find a lot of stuff online and... Uh, Buyer beware, um, but if you look at enough of it, you'll begin to say, oh, these repeat. Maybe these belong to this system. Oh, this is a different one. I'm going to do the terrible thing, and I do have a book up, book out about the elements. Hollis reminded me to hold my book up because I wasn't gonna, I would never have thought of that. And I am going to say that the book is designed, even if you don't know anything about the elements, you can work your way through it. But my book is not a one-night stand. You're going to be reading it for a long time, 
and over and over. If you are starting at zero, it's going to be it's going to be with you for a while. All right. I was about to say, I was just about, I was like, Eero, you're booked. Because I know, I was going to forget. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I think that, I think that these things are important. You know, we want to find out who, especially you being an LGBTQ um, person, we want to support our, our family, our rainbow people. Most of us are like, oh, wait a minute. Right. Oh, right. You know, and not just that, we we want to explore. And I think um, for me, 20-some years ago when I started on this path, there was not, it was such a secret. No. It was like, I'm a witch. You know, it was like a whisper. You you know, you didn't tell people. And now right. it's like, who's not? Um, and it, Maybe that's just my perspective of the world because my resonance has changed. But um, nowadays, you know, people are really looking. And I think um, that's why we, you know, write these books. And, 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 and there's so many independent authors now. And it's great to yep. meet the author and to really hear what that author has to say. And I, and I personally think that you have great wisdom about these things and that you break it down especially really great for people that are just starting on the path or really, you know, get down to the basic and then dive deep, like mm -hmm. start basic, but then dive deep. And that's the, right. that's the part that's really special. And um, so I wanted to say that even just in our show, just right now, Tamala is saying, it just occurred to me, I'm living in a vortex of elements. I have a river and a bridge of flowers across the street from me. When the wind blows, I smell the flowers and the water as well as feel the beautiful breeze. Also, my windows face east, so finding a balance with the fire of the sun is a challenge mm -hmm. I welcome. And that's beautiful, just having that awakening Gorgeous. just now, just by watching our show. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and that's that's fantastic. That's beautiful. And I think that I think that the elements play such a huge role in our life every single day. Every single day we're drinking water. We're uh, using fire to cook. Um, you're breathing air. And I don't know how many of us are conscious of our breath each day. Um, and, you know, you live on the earth and hopefully you touch a plant or something mm -hmm. throughout the day. Maybe you eat vegetables, right. maybe you garden, um, whatever it is. Hopefully you at least touch a tree. Um, <laughs> and, you know, those experiences, like for me today, I went to the market and to pick up vegetables in my hand, I feel like I'm holding earth in my hand. And then I'm, when I eat a salad, for instance, raw vegetables, I feel like I'm eating the elements of earth, that I'm ingesting it that I'm taking it in. Um, and also water, when I eat things like celery and lettuce, um, and even fire when I eat spicier things. So no matter what kind of witch you might be, um, <laughs> you the elements are there. They're in your everyday life, every single day. And I think uh, integrating them into our life is maybe that's part of sort of becoming consciously as a witch as a or as a pagan or a Wiccan 
or whatever path you choose if, as you become conscious, mm -hmm. I hope that you give thanks to them. You know, just honoring them each day in our life. So, Evo, do you have any good suggestions for people to help them become conscious of these elements in their life every day to integrate that into making their life a little deeper? So aside from looking carefully, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, I, I live out in, in nature across from a state forest. So I'm, I'm really, really fortunate in a bu bunch of ways. And I take pictures and post them on social media and people go, oh, you live in a garden. Of, it's like the Garden of Eden or whatever, depending upon what the perspective is. And I go, and, and sometimes those people are on, on the land with me and I walk them around and they're kind of like, where is everything? It's kind of like, you're not looking. Um, I don't have fancy organized, you know, patterned gardens, but over here is this beautiful elderberry that's in bloom right now. If you actually go close enough to take a look and sniff it here on the ground is growing a little piece of uh, blue eyed grass. If you look down, you'll actually see it. So part of it is beginning to see the world. That's the first part. The second part is as you see the world and find the elements either singly or in, in, in combinations in the world, find it within you. Uh, and, and the biggest and most important one, honestly, is earth. And a lot of times, even though it's one of these paradoxical things, at the same time that being grounded or earthing or whatnot makes you feel solid and present and capable of doing and, and, and maintaining, at the same time, so people get think, oh, earth must be the element that's not the psychic element. Wrong. When you are plugged into earth, the manifest world, two things happen. One, earth has the power of silence. And what people forget is silence means the power of deep listening. So that when, when the earth is in you is awake is when you do your best listening, which means you pick up what that tree is trying to tell you. You hear what that person in front of you is actually trying to say. You, you, you hear, uh, the, it, we're going to have rain later today because you can hear it in the clouds. So, but, but when you do, break down the division and say, I am made of these and they are made of me. And here's the part where I'm going to throw it in. Everything that's got spirit. Well, I believe that fire itself has a spirit. Water has a spirit. Air has a spirit. Now, you can go huge and there's, you know, the celestial fire that is all, every fire everywhere. Or there may be just the fire that lives in your fire pit for that sacred ceremony, right? And each of them, you know, identity is a kind of a slippery thing. I mean, each of us is really proud and happy that we have our own identity. But at the same time, we know that we are connected to people and things in our life, right? The elements are not as hung up on having to be uniquely themselves. So they play nicer with each other. So when you speak to that fire, it can relay the message to the stars above. Every piece of every piece of fire, every piece of water, every piece of air, every piece of earth is connected to every other piece. So if you can speak to that or listen to that, then they can relay your message to the bigger, more expansive version of them. And honestly, you could do that as a fancy ritual because I like fancy ritual, or you could do it just sitting in your lawn chair in your backyard and simply open up. Oh yeah. Um, like when I think of the elements, like within myself, I think of these, like, like it is a daily thing. It is 
um, mm -hmm. with fire, I feel like, you know, it's so strong and it purges and it just removes mm -hmm. so much negativity out of my life and like literally go through the flow with each element. Yeah. Um, water is always cleansing, you know, the earth. And in my case, it's always cultivating. Like you were saying, like, I never thought about it as listening in silence. Like that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I always thought cultivating, growing, constantly growing. Yeah. What do we do? We feed the earth and it grows. You know, there are just so many different directions that like, there is no one or right direction. There's just directions and you just go in whatever direction. I guess that's the air sign. I mean, okay, this looks good. I'm going that way. Um, but yeah, it, to me, I'm like, it's almost endless. The possibilities with how you can use elements. Yeah, it could be so basic and then so complex. It's almost endless. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's definitely a challenge for me that, <laughs> you know, at this point I'm like, wait a minute, I think I want to check this out a little bit more. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know i think i think there's a lot of different ways to use the mm -hmm. elements um and to connect mm -hmm. with the elements um casey here is an astrologer of ours uh that i know mm -hmm. and he says invest the in sagittarius or the ninth house your flame ignites a big dream or vision if you have best insights mm -hmm. in the ninth house you're on a journey your light is on the prow of a ship sailing into darkness best is the keeper mm -hmm. of the hearth she is focused and does she has mental clarity and self-respect. So what I'm just saying is that like in mm -hmm. astrology you can use it, uh in Wicca and witchcraft, like you said, high ritual Evo. And I've definitely been to those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um I, I tend I, I went to them and was like, hey, they're okay. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of how I ended up at alchemical mm -hmm. things that I went, oh now this is vibe. Yeah, that's right. my flavor. Right. Yeah, right. and right. I think we all have our flavors. All yeah. of us have different flavors and different ways of doing things. And, you know, the alchemical uh, view on the elements is not really that much different than Wicca and witchcraft. So it's it's pretty much the same. And most of the people... There's lots of overlap. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> you know, the other thing is that a good knowledge and connection to the elements will make you a better herbalist if you use... Uh, if you make herbal remedies or magical things with herbs, because if you look at most uh, books on, on magical herbalism or even medicinal herbalism, the elements are assigned to the different herbs and knowing why they're assigned to the herb. And you have to figure out why is this an herb of fire? Why is this an herb of water? Or why does this remedy or this incense contain this particular you know, set of ratios of this much fire, this much air, this much water, so that you get a different perspective <clears throat> on what it means uh, when you begin to actually delve deeper into the elements than your knowledge of what they mean in herbalism changes. If you work with crystals, some people assign elemental uh, powers to crystals. Well, the more you know about the elements, then the more refined you can be. Though I'm gonna, gonna warn everybody right here that you will look in different places and it will say, this is an herb of fire. No, this is an herb of water. And there'll be an, and people will go back and forth. And here's what I'm going to suggest happened. So pretend that you are all these plant spirits hanging out at a cocktail party. All right. And somebody wanders up to you and says, hey, you know, what are you into? And I'm into astrology. And the, the herb talks to you about astrology. Or, and then somebody else comes up to it and says, you know what? I really love the ocean. Oh, yeah, I love the ocean, too. So depending upon which healer, shaman, teacher talked to the plant 
and said, what are you, what are you? depending upon the question they posed, they get different answers. Because I'm going to remind you, just like we were talking earlier, that uh, if you're looking at astrology, how people are made out of all four elements in different proportions, I'm not all one thing, neither are you. So that when you look at plants or crystals or animals or anything else, what they were listed as is whoever surveyed them asked. That's kind of like Tarot can be like that. It's all about what and, question you asked. And once again, another place where the elements are baked in with the four suits. Exactly. And uh, I... When I was in Wicca 101, uh, we were challenged to uh, do an altar. And it could be any kind of altar you wanted. And at the time, I was really deep into my garden. And now Danny here, she's she was very young at the time. But I'm learning to garden. And it's actually helped me come closer to plants now. It's actually helped me in my craft and everyday life. That's right, Danny. It does help you. Because when I was in Wicca 101, I had to... At first, I did exactly what Eva was saying, is that, like, I went to the books and stuff, and it said, oh, this plant is fire, and then in a different book, no, this plant is water. And my teacher said, um, who was actually part of the Radical Fairies, said, oh, no, no, you connect to the plant. You tell us. You sit with the plant and say, what element do you belong in? And I found that, for me, mustard, I was growing mustard greens for my um, lizard, in my garden and it actually ended up in the fire um, area and in books, it was lots of different things. And, and so I connected with each plant and did all four elements. Like I sort of literally made it like this, you know, a board down in the middle and a board across the other side so that all four sides and they were, you know, um, aligned with the directions and doing that altar really helped me connect with the plants Yes, and the garden, also the elements, even though I was working with all plants. So, and I imagine, I wonder if you could do that. Oh, yeah, you could do that with water, too, for sure. You could do it with, and, you could do it with almost anything. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about water. One of the times that I've seen fire and water come together that was the most magical would have been when I visited Pele in Hawaii, mm. um, when the volcano is pouring her uh the the magma into the ocean and that's exactly what i got to witness and it's just this uh, it was mm -hmm. just constant it never stopped all day all night the fire just and it was red hot you couldn't even get close to it you know the national park wouldn't let you anyway so you had to watch it from way back but the ocean was right there. You could hear it. There was even at some point a, 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 you know, a cruise ship went by. And I'm like, oh, they're trying to see the same thing we're all looking at, which is the volcano pouring into the water. And when you right. realize what was happening in the ocean and those depths in Hawaii was that it was creating Earth. And of course, the, you know... Uh, the air is important there because, uh, you know, it's moving the ocean and something happens to magma as it becomes in contact with the air. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I found that to be, I, I mean, I think in almost every, and that was a very magical experience. I had a, a, a magical 
um, experience there with, with some magical people, one of them Brighthawk. Um, and I would just say that that experience brought in all the elements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it brought all of them in. And almost everything in your life can bring all of them in, even when you're not expecting mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. The the I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, come at it from another direction, and remind everybody of something. And it's uh, in Wicca we use the term elements of the wise to make it different from, and and you'll understand why I'm saying different from a candle flame or a bowl of water. Here's the thing: when we look at physical water. Or the, or the earth around us, or ourselves, we are looking at the elements incarnated. So that, so that when, we, what, when we see them as physical things, what we're looking at is their bodies when they incarnate. But the elements themselves exist, at, from my perspective, exist as spiritual beings that exist whether or not they're embodied. So when, when people speak of the spirits of the elements, or you're talking, uh, think of it as the equivalent of the elements are in a flame. If, if, if elements are in a flame, then that flame is their body, but it's not their spirit. In other words, they're incarnated in them so that when we work with the elements, it's we're using their physical forms that they take in the plane of existence that we inhabit. But when we call upon their energies, their powers, or I'm going to say the, their equivalent of divine beings, because I think the elements have uh, divine beings as well. We are calling upon their spirits and their spiritual ancestors, which might also be their mom and dad in a kind of weird way uh, to, to be present for particular work. So what I'm just going to suggest it. Don't become idolaters. Don't confuse the physical object and think that it's the whole thing. Because when I see someone, I know that they inhabit this amazing body on this planet for this journey and that there's more of them that's above and beyond or surrounds them and connects to more. And the same is true of the elements. Make them real beings. Make them Give them agency. Make them sovereign. If you would give that courtesy to any human being, give the same courtesy to the idea of they have a complete range of spiritual existence. And I think that's what happens in ritual when we're calling them. Go yes. ahead, Lacrosse. Go ahead. No, I was thinking of um, like, I get that in the sense is like when you think of fire, like you're thinking the only element, you see the flame, you see the flame, but you don't think body heat. You don't think um, things like that as being Metabolism. fire. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that that's where I was, yeah. I was, that actually threw me in that direction. I'm like, like I've done Reiki and you're giving energy and sometimes it's hot. There is that yes. element of fire because that person may need that element of fire in that, in that moment that you're doing it. So yeah, it kind of just threw me in that direction. It threw me a little off. Like, I'm like, wait, I didn't think about it that way, yeah. but yeah, it, that but, makes total sense. But, but even something like metabolism, I'm going to say that it is the spiritual presence of fire that tells them the, uh, the reaction, how to run to make the metabolism. Right. Right. right, it, right. it informs it. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Which, interesting. So it's also my pet peeve, also my pet peeve that there are no uh, there are no divine beings that are of one element. Like, I, one of my pet peeves is 
when people say so-and-so is a goddess, god, divine being of fire or water or whatever, I'm going to say, I'm sure that that's a really important part of them and what they're about, but it's not their totality. Right. So, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's we, we, yeah. we flatten too much. So it may be that they really love or really are good at working with particular things, but that's not who everything that they are. Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes totally wow. sense. Wow. Because yeah. if we are also, once again, if we are all the elements, then there you go. They also have to be all the elements. So it just maybe one is more predominant than others, like no different than our birth signs. One is more predominant than all the other signs. Doesn't mean that they're not there. That makes total sense. And if you believe in them, and I do, as as separate and sovereign and real beings then they've been around a lot longer than me, which means they've had more time to pick up side interest and explore different <laughs> things and have a longer history than, so I mean, so of course they have to be more than the thing that we always call upon them to do because they're so good at it. Right, right. That makes sense. Wow, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking about um, when you were saying energetic beings, because you know, I studied with the radical mm. fairies so right, I tend right. to go right to fairies, like water fairies, fire fairies, earth fairies, air fairies. Um, and typically mm. I do, I, I do do a lot of fairy magic um, right. and love and love the fairies. But I guess, yeah, even a fire fairy has air in it because it has to fly. All fairies have air uh, because <clears throat> well, they fly. Right. Well, and, and any and any and all the beings that are associated with landscapes or, or spirits of place have to be. Uh, they may have a predominant one, but they have to be a mixture of things if they're a spirit of place. Like even like, like the Pele, spirit, the goddess of fire, is more than that. That's 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 interesting. You mentioned that because, like, even in the indigenous, like with with our people, um, the Taino, um, we mm -hmm. have Yokahu, which is the sun fire. We mm -hmm. have Atabe, right. which is the Earth Mother. That is Earth. <laughs> we have Guacar, mm -hmm. who is the 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 water, and then we actually have Maroya, which is the Moon, which is technically our air. So it is like mm -hmm. they they represent all these different things. So it's like almost in everything, it you're almost unable to. They all have to be there. They all have to be in some type of coexistence. Right, right. You know, beautiful. Well. We're about to take a break, and I want to want to thank you. And we're going to continue this discussion after a break. And thanks, friends, and thank you for joining us on Rainbow Soul. WLFE-DB Radio has LGBTQ shows like Across the Pond, Rainbow Soul, Everything Yet Nothing, and Inside the Drag Closet. Check out the schedule on WLFE-DB.com. You can even watch them on TV at WLFE-DB.com under LGBTQ Friends right off our website. Again, it's WLFE-DB.com for your LGBTQ shows and more. WLFD-TV.com, where talk radio is a whole lot better.
Our shows are your shows, and that there makes for a great talk radio. Life just got sweeter now that WLFE-DB has merchandise. Show your support by purchasing your t-shirts for WLFE, Paratalk Radio, Inside the Drag Closet, and more. But it doesn't stop there. T-shirts, coffee mugs, tanks, buttons, cloth bags, and more. Go to WLFE-DB.com. On the top bar, click on the merchandise tab, and bam, there you go. You got merch. Support the shows. WLFE-DB.com WLFE Digital Broadcast Network is on TV. You can watch all of our shows on WLFE-DB.com. Check out our channels. Paranormal View for all of your paranormal type shows. LGBTQ Friends for all of our LGBTQ shows. Variety Unlimited for all other shows. It runs 24-7 right on WLFE-DV.com. You'll even catch the lives all in one place. Never miss an episode, past or future. WLFE-DV.com, where our shows are your shows. Search for your favorite shows like Where's My Sage, Inside the Drag Closet, Across the Pond, Everything Yet Nothing, Paratalk Radio, Step Into the Paranormal, The Creepy Parlor, Just Cindy, and more. Now you won't miss an episode. Remember, follow Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Make sure you subscribe and follow your favorite WLFEDB radio shows. You can find our shows where you listen to your favorite podcasts like Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and more. WLFE-DB Radio is looking for podcasts to join our family. You don't have to fit any strict genre or a plethora of shows. If you're looking to jump on a growing network, then contact us at WLFEDBRadio at gmail.com. Wow, Amazon Music just got a whole lot better. Your favorite shows from WLFEDB Radio can now be found there. Yes, we are on Amazon Music, found under podcasts. Download the app, find podcasts, and search all of your favorite shows. Shows like Where's My Sage, Across the Pond, Everything Yet Nothing, Skeptical Help Bar, The Creepy Parlor, Just Cindy, and much more. Now you don't have to miss an episode ever. Amazon Music is WLFEDB Radio Vibe. More from WLFE TV Radio Network after this.
We're back. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. Oh, oh wow. Well, I I asked for a dream because but maybe it's meant to be lacrosse because I had this crazy dream. Oh, no. And when I told when I told Breithog about it, she was like, I wonder what lacrosse was saying. Oh, let me get my handy dandy notebook. <laughs> oh my god, it's actually quite simple. And it was such a weird dream though. That I actually did Google it, and I'll tell you what they told me. But right. well, bear okay, with me so, if I can't interpret it. I'm not a genius. Okay, like, no, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, but just listen, it was the weirdest thing because in my dream, I go into a public bathroom. Okay, like like I don't know what I'm doing. I just go into a public bathroom, and everything is covered in shit. I'm totally serious, and I was like. Now, of course, being the Virgo that I am, I'm like, and I'm also a nurse. So, you know, this isn't completely out of my realm, but it was a little overdone. I was a little like, what the, what happened in here, <laughs> right? Like, I was a little like, come on, you guys. Like, who's so gross to do this? Everything was covered. Like, the toilet seats, the everything. And so I like, there was two toilets and there was no doors or anything. So I just went. <laughs> I went over and closed one toilet seat because it didn't actually stink in my dream. Okay, nothing. <laughs> well, nothing that's stunk. a plus. That's, that's, a what plus. It, that's exactly what I looked up. Nothing they said. Okay, so now I'll tell you in a second. And so then I closed the closed the one toilet seat and and did my business. But you know, like right, right, like, right. Don't anybody. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I go over to the sink and it's covered, and I'm like. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> and oh. I'm like, just get out of here. Right. So I, <laughs> I, I just left and decided I'd wash my hands elsewhere. Okay, um, and I felt really like, kind of like, ooh. Now, because that morning I was a little like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what is wrong with right? And I was like, why did I dream of shit everywhere? And so <laughs> I googled it. And if you Google it, it tells you that that means you are about to receive a huge blessing. Wow. And especially if you didn't smell it. <laughs> and I'm totally serious. If you wow. Google it and look at dream interpretation Bibles, they tell you that if it's covered in crap everywhere, that if you encounter any kind of situation where poop is everywhere, um, that you are about to like get a lot of money or wow. um or like win the lottery like they compared it to that wow I'm just, like i've heard birds shitting on your shoulder and that's like good luck but right but i was or... like why am i dreaming of poop <laughs> i don't know wow. really dream of poop but so what do you and so then that was i told my <laughs> dog and she goes i wonder what lacrosse would think <laughs> Well, actually, public bathroom, this is, uh, I think, of social, um, not just social media, but social society in a whole, um, covered in shit. Um, this is what I get, like, like, in all honesty, like, what I got from it is you see society for what it really is. I, I Take it for what it's worth. You see it covered in shit. You have two options here, you know. One you're not even going with, but the other one you're taking caution. 
you're taking like big caution, um, which hence the, you know, the squatting, you're like, ah, no, I gotta, mm, no, nothing is touching me. And then to the point that like, it's like washing your hands of that society. Like you're not even gonna do it there. You're not even gonna tolerate it. You're not even gonna endure it. You're just like, you know what? I just don't have time for this. And I'll wash my hands somewhere else because really, I just, no, I, you're not even worthy for me to wash my hands in your sink. This is how bad and low this has gotten. Like, I mean, because I, literally the whole time I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't even go to the bathroom and it have a little pee in it. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm not using this now. I don't have time for this. <laughs> but, well, but like, there's... I, like my nurse's perspective was kind of like, do I need to go get a hose and squirt <laughs> this place down? Because what? yeah, but gross. that makes sense. That makes sense though. That's who you are. You're a nurturer. And the first thing is like, maybe if I just hose this all down, maybe it'll make it better. You know, let's, they all need a bath. They all need a bath. They're dirty. Um, but no, literally that's what I got from it. It's just you dealing with society in a way of like, you know, no. No, I'm not even going to entertain this. It sucks. I'm going to handle my business, do my business, and I'm going to move on. You know, I, I I don't know how true that is. If that's a place in your life right now that you're just not dealing with people or society in a way and saying, you know, I'm just living my life. I have no time for this nonsense. Well, don't we get there when we're a little older, lacrosse? I yes, mean, that I, is... The current, the current vibration of the earth, of the humanity on earth is sometimes very separated these days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Often because of the astrology. And so, yeah, I do feel frustration with that. I've yeah. had, I've witnessed, I've, I'm part of a lot of like pagan communities um, around the country. And every single one of them has had a little bit of a split. Um, some people are like, I told you, I have a friend like out in the desert who's like, I don't want to see anybody or talk to anybody and I don't want a vaccine and I don't want to, you right, know, and she's right. just kind of out in the desert kind of hiding. There's some people that are very separated from the community. Um, and and I personally um, am like, oh, can't we just love everybody? Right. What? Just stop. It's so stupid. We're, this is dumb. Why are I, we arguing over this? Like, I, especially like people arguing over the Trumpster, you know? Right, 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 right. I genuinely believe that we're in a split, just not just as a nation, but just as the world. It's in a big split right now, you know, where people are just, people are getting very intolerant of the nonsense, of the foolishness, you know. And yeah, the grateful thing is age does have a lot to do with it because you learn to pick your battles and you learn to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to fight for this, but now we're, I'm going to pass that torch to someone else. Somebody else can take that, that battle. And I think that, that the world is in a big split. There is so much going on ever since now we're coming back from COVID. People are like, do you do this? Don't you do this? Do you wear a mask? Don't wear a mask. Do I get vaccinated? Don't get vaccinated. Do you know, there's so much controversy right now. And the truth is at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Let's just stop it and just live and love and move on past this. It was terrible. It happened. Let's go wash our hands somewhere else. <laughs> and that's definitely me, man. I'm like, oh, y'all, man. You guys can just fight this out. Wait, wait, and wait. The, little the, hand sanitizer. 
I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know, and I, you know, for me, I have four planets in Libra. Avoiding conflict is the yeah. best way I can be. Yeah. And, um, and, and I was like, you know, for me, the, the, the split, yeah. um, it, it is just like, it's temporary. And I'm like, it's just temporary. You know, the astrology will come back around. We'll, right. we'll ha we have to figure out how to come back together. And, um, and one person, one magical person I know said, well, maybe we're supposed to be split right now. Um, and I was like, I don't, I, that doesn't vibe for me. Right. Um, and maybe it is supposed to be that way right now. But for me personally, I don't want to end friendships over politics or belief systems or whether you've got a vaccine or not. Right. Because I'm like, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. Right. Um, and I don't know why that energy comes up, but it definitely does. Um, and, you know, so I, I just try to let people have that experience if that's what they need to do. And definitely right. I feel strongly about certain things. It's not like I haven't picked a side because I definitely have, you know, right. I, I stand with Black Lives Matter. Right. I stand, I stand with people of color. I stand with the indigenous people of the world. I wear a mask. I got vaccinated. You know, <laughs> I believe in, in social distancing, even right. though I'm vaccinated, I still right. wore a mask to the farmer's market today. And not everybody was, but it helps me feel better. It helps right. Feel and better. it's you doing your part and like in my in my opinion, it's honoring and respecting other people, whatever their decision is. That's what it boils down to honoring and respecting other human beings. So once again, I don't want their shit. Wash my hands elsewhere. <laughs> oh my God. I'm literally, I'm gonna take this now, and this is gonna be my quote for the month. I'm That's not taking your shit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm not taking thing. no shit, and I'm washing my hands elsewhere. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Bright That's Hawk epic. Said, That's Bright epic. Hawk said Google's definition <laughs> put a little over the top, and then you'll see unicorns farting glitter. Now unicorns. Well, we are in Pride Month. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> That's my vibe. But that's a Libra. We're like, oh, glitter might happen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So what a weird dream. It was the yeah. I I'm gonna say it's in my top ten of weird dreams. <laughs> uh it was it was definitely and it was not very long. It was not right. very intense. And I woke up right. like, ew, I don't even know if I want to tell you what I just dreamed, right? Hawk. Like are you gonna like ew? Like I don't even <laughs> I don't even know. No, um, that's great. Yeah, but that you know, I think I think your I think your your interpretation of that <laughs> is probably true, especially for me. I'm pretty isolated up here in the right. mountains. I don't I don't really. I mean, I see people when I go to the market, and um, I do do online fire circles um, a couple times a month, and a bunch of people come to that. But it's all it's all what I would call safe people. All people right. that agree with me. Um, right. You know, so I don't really. There is a split in the community, of course, even yes. in the even in the alchemical fire circle community. Oh my god! But um, there's a split in every community, but those people just don't come, so it's not it's not an issue. Uh, yeah. So I don't really have to deal with people in that. Right, way. right, right, right. No, yeah, totally. So, so yeah, so well, great. I'm glad that we got to do a little 
a little dream and i'm sorry that you have to go yes um, i do it's my son's birthday so everybody wish isaac a happy birthday um he's 21 so he's like mom it's time so when i get the message mom it's time i'm like okay i'm sorry even though i am loving this but i'm gonna watch the rest of it okay definitely all right brother well all right Thank you. Tell them I, I said happy birthday. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye. I'm going to bring Evo back out. Hi, Evo. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, boy. And yeah. so, what a crazy dream I had, huh? But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Our minds do very weird things, especially in our dreams. So anyway, Anything that our minds do whatever they need to, to get our attention. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting one for <clears> sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy our conversation about the elements and <clears throat> about um, how to integrate them in your life. And one of the things that I thought that I think would be interesting too, is to talk about ritual, to talk about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when we you know because there's some language that comes up that has been um i've had conversations about like um um the watchtowers you know the yeah. uh the elements of the watchtowers come you know and and people have some language that they use mm -hmm. and some people like it and some people don't mm -hmm. um and so if you've never been to ritual usually we call the elements in the beginning of a Wicca or a Wiccan. So, so okay. yeah, I mean, so I'll say that uh, the calling of the four directions um, shows up in, uh, right now it's the, the most common pattern in the broader pagan community, though honestly, it's not, that's not quite as true as it used to be. There are a lot of different kinds of ways of creating sacred space that people are using now. And honestly, Wicca got the calling of the four directions in the style that it uses from ceremonial magic groups. So that uh, it, it was actually inherited from teachings from Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, Society of the Inner Light, uh, Hermetic Order, Hor Brotherhood of Lux, a bunch of other organizations that existed prior to the thing that became Wicca. And the language varies dramatically from group to group, which colors, which names uh, for, the, for the spirits they call upon, etc. But I, I guess it's, it's important to understand why they're doing it. And then it'll make more sense when you hear whatever it is that you first encounter or when you go to a new event where they do things differently. And I will say that it's kind of weird because I've run into people that have read it in a book or been to only events in one place. And then when they go somewhere else, they go, something bad might happen. They're doing it wrong, which is not true. <laughs> uh, there are ways to do bad ritual. Don't get me wrong. But changing up uh, the symbology does not make it bad or dangerous. But here's what I think is happening. We live in a universe that's sacred and full of the divine, of spirit and of energy all the time. But when we... The process of creating sacred space by calling upon the four elements in particular directions, I mean, 
the, the pattern I use is, is east air, south fire, west water, north earth, which a lot of people do, but it's not the only way and it's not the only right way. But the process of doing it, here's what's happening. As you are calling upon those powers, one, you're inviting, inviting them to show up and be present and help. It also is waking up the elements that live within you. It's also recreating how the universe came to be. You're basically collecting all the ingredients that made the universe. So you're creating that as above, so below connection. You're creating a microcosm of that big macrocosm, a little scale model of the universe by calling upon the four directions and maybe the above and below in the middle or maybe spirit in the middle, depending upon the system. But all the systems of, of calling upon the directions uh, on the elements in the directions are really about recreating the game plan for how your universe is built. And what happens then in that enclosed space is uh, affecting your whole universe and hopefully having an impact and connection to the universe above. So calling upon the four directions is not just about enlisting the power of the elements and waking them up inside yourself. You're basically turning the entire land that you stand on into an altar top and you're placing the energies and the names and the powers of the elements there to, and you're standing on that little altar because you've now made this little scale model of the whole universe out of the way that your teachings go. And for me, what makes it right is it makes sense. It adds up to whatever your idea of wholeness is. And that's why there's so many different ways of creating sacred space because it's all about recreating wholeness. And you know what? The thing about some people go, well, aren't you creating a boundary to keep bad things out? You know, there are rituals where you are doing healing work where it's important to keep a clean field, basically like a sterile room in a, in a hospital. So there are times when you're creating a boundary, but a lot of times the boundary, I like to compare it to this. When you call upon the four directions to create sacred space, you're creating a band shell. You're creating better acoustics for the energy so that uh, you'll focus the work that you're doing in a better way. And does it put up a barrier? Sure. In the same way that uh, I'll, I'll close the door sometimes to make sure that the dogs aren't going to come in and knock over all the candles with their tails. Uh, or, or if you're or outside, I have done ritual outside sometimes where I've had to meditate in a screen house because the mosquitoes were so bad that I wouldn't be able to concentrate. So the point is, you're also creating a little bit of a buffer to improve the energy acoustics and keep out distraction. So there's, I mean, there's a lot more reasons, but if you know that's the starting point, then you can go to something that looks very foreign and begin to pick out, I think I might guess at why that is. Yeah, and I found that uh, even in the alchemical, in the alchemical experience, you know, usually there's a circle and right. in each corner we put an element. Um, right. Even some people even add ancestors and sure. um, other other things outside of the elements um but most of us uh have at least those four elements and we have something in each one of those to represent it um right and but the interesting is, is that fire is of course in the middle so mm -hmm. um you know <laughs> so we have like the water and the air yeah yeah, yeah. But, but you know what but uh one of the uh, first teachings I got taught about uh, fire, and, and it was actually just uh, candle flames in a fireplace in that particular setting, is that uh, every fire is a portal. 
every fire is a doorway. And if you look at the bottom of a candle flame, or if you look at the bottom of the flames in, in a, a fireplace or even a bonfire, it it is a world within it. So that uh, the teaching that was given was to me was that fire was the firstborn of the elements. So, okay. okay, which you know whether you go with Big Bang or the lighting of the sun or the stars or whatever, it's kind of like it was the the, the first one to be born. Now that doesn't mean better; it just means birth order. But it remembers that it remembers the beginning. It remembers the beginning. So, so, so sometimes when you're scrying in fire or using it as the focal point, because sure, fire can be used for purification, but it can also be used for a lot of other things, including including being a a, a portal through which uh, you you pass, or through which things enter. Um, I'm not sure exactly. Now, Sandy is asking a question. I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Is that the same as a pentacle? I'm not sure if she's talking about the alchemical fire circle, but we can talk about what a pentacle is. We can is. talk about a little bit both. So you've people have probably seen the uh, uh, pentacle, a uh, five-pointed star made without lifting the pen. And oftentimes people assign the four elements plus spirit to the five points. And it's also represented... Uh, as the uh, human form with the head and the two legs and the two arms. And so the pentacle is a sacred symbol that has lots and lots of layers of meaning on it. And it is used oftentimes in some forms of magic for protection, but also it's used as a way of opening a gate or, or for calling in the elements or for asking them to, to depart. And, I think the thing to consider is that the el that uh, in in a way the pentacle is a representation of the five elements plus the five elements four plus spirit together. So it is kind of like the master key to unlock and open that kind of connection. But you know you can have portals in anything. If you have a a, a bowl filled with water and are gazing into it, it becomes a portal of a different sort. Um, with with air, I mean, it's it's not the same, but air can carry you. Air air is more connected with the idea of travel, whether that's uh, spirit travel of one kind or another. And honestly, uh, if if you fall deep in into the earth uh, element, then you become one with instinct. Earth is instinct. Earth is also every memory of everything. Earth remembers everything that's happened. Same way that, you know, the, the, the earth of those trees that you were talking about on where you live. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the shape that they've taken tells the story of the weather. It does. For, for years, for years and years and years and years and years shaping them. There's an old uh, uh, reclaiming chant. My, my allergies are in overdrive because I was cleaning. Uh, uh, we have bees and we, we inherited a bunch of old bee boxes that have to be cleaned and sterilized before we put more bees in them. Anyway, I, I got my dose of, of yuck today. Anyway, yeah. but so my voice is not great. So I'm going to try to chant this. So my voice may not go. Anyway, so old reclaiming chant from, from the olden days um, was, Air moves us, fire transforms us, water shapes us, earth heals us. And the balance of the wheel goes round and round. And the balance of the wheel goes round. And the pentacle is all the elements. And then the spirit part is actually the turning wheel, the cycle of, of, of life and change and birth and 
re and, and death and rebirth again. So that's why it's a powerful key to open. But each of the elements uh, contains a way into spirit. But it, but it plays differently. It does it according to its style of being. I found that the pentacle is kind of um, a sacred symbol. Um, yes. And um, it's interesting because, you know, it gets mixed up sometimes with the pentagram, which is the pentacle upside down. Um, and because it is, and, and people are like, are you wearing a pentagram? And, I'm, and I used to wear a pentacle. And I'd be like, no, no. That's a pentacle. Notice the way that it's held, because if you turn it upside down, it's a pentagram. Well, and, and once again, life is going to get muddled because depending upon who you are and where you are, you're going to use different words to describe what's a pentacle, what's a pentagram. And in ceremonial magic, there are a bunch of amulets that are round and have all manner of things scribed on them that do not have even have five pointed stars on them, but they're called pentacles. So, and, and that's just for a particular category of amulet. It's, it's a pentacle. Mm. So, so language can get messy, but here's what I'm going to say. When somebody has approached me about something like that, I'll say, well, even a, so, so that uh, it's, are you, are you saying that uh, that this me makes you afraid? Do you think it means Satanism? What is it that you think that this that this symbol means? And 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 what I like to point out is that uh, there is no up or down if you out in the universe. And up and down is a matter of perspective. And even if it's pointing down, you can't assume anything about what it means. And by the way, I know lots of very decent uh, Satanists and a lot of not so decent people of other faiths. But uh, what, what I'll say is that all that means is the point up means that spirit is, 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 uh, is the direction we're headed in. Point down just means that we're going down into manifestation. And it's only... Well, and if you and 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 I actually um, make a distinction in the book between um, spirit, ether, and quintessence, which are words that a lot of people use to for the fifth element as if it's the same thing. And what the way that the the language I use is that when it's the four elements rising, coming together to become one, it's ether. When it's the element, when, when it's spirit, it's that which is descending and individuating and splitting to become the four elements. And quintessence is the place where the rising tide and the descending tide meet. And that's that boundary, that liminal space where um, both of them touch. Because the fifth element is more than just, uh, it's, it's a way of making sense of eminence and transcendence. The whole life arises out of the universe and also life it, out of the physical universe, but also life is shaped by descending uh, spiritual forces as well. Right. And I feel like sometimes spirit is beyond our even comprehension as humans, like as human beings. Like Absolutely. We can't even imagine. It's so big and so beyond our ability to even think of it that, just, if you need a lesson in humility, uh, spend some time looking at all the Hubble photographs that NASA has and start thinking about how truly big big is and then compare it to what you can hold in your head. 
Right. Yeah. I feel that way. If I look at the stars, that's enough to make me feel that's super enough. humble. Um, right. Because <laughs> especially when you think of like things that astronomers and stuff say where they're like, well, you know, every star is probably another universe. And you're like, what? <laughs> so so that it, it just goes on forever in terms of boundaries and limits. And that's what I'm, why I'm saying that, uh, and I'm going to say something a little controversial about uh, goddesses, gods, divine beings of one kind or another. The only ones that we work with are the small ones. If you talk about it from the scale of the universe, and, and I like to compare it to this. Let's say that you are a kid in, in, in kindergarten and your teacher is sick and they have to get a substitute, would you rather have a substitute that is another kindergarten teacher, or would you like to have the uh, dean of the College of Education come and spend the day with you? You're going to want the teacher as a substitute because they will interact with you and speak with you in a way that is actually at your level in a way that's useful and good for you. So I think that the gods and goddesses, divine beings, by whatever name, many names we know them by, are the ones that are small enough to effectively work with us and that it is human arrogance to believe that any of us actually connects with ever the totality of the thing that is so big that Hubble can't capture it in one image, right? So, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's it's good that we have teachers and helpers uh, that are of the right scale to work with us. Yes, um, and God, you know, gods and goddesses, for me and and other divine beings because gods and goddesses limits us it genders them um right. that for non-binary people like me it's like okay so what about me um i appreciated that about the radical fairies that we would honor um beings outside of the binary, binary as yep. well i'm yep. okay with honoring the divine feminine and the divine masculine but, but include everything yes exactly and divine, you know, that's why that's why I wrote the book Divine right? Androgyny because I was trying yeah. to say that there's something divine in being androgynous as well. Yes. Like in the alchemical, yes. that's what that's what this image is. It's a rebus, and um, we in that we honor the sacred masculine and feminine coming together, um, and that honoring of those two energies being as one and that's androgyny and um i think that sometimes i think when i was younger wicca kind of turned me off a little bit because it was very very god and goddess and the radical fairies were the only ones at that time talking about androgyny but there are lot nowadays i know that there's plenty sure. of circles that now aren't that have now gone oh yeah sorry about that um mm -hmm. And and now now we start to honor the androgynous expressions as well because that's part of me thinks that that's kind of like our next evolutionary jump uh, is to start to maybe move away from so much binary thinking because that kind of mm -hmm. keeps us separated um, and instead come into something in the middle um, and and I think. Uh, I don't know for sure, but it's just my opinion that that that's why we're seeing this in our next generation. And, you know, people that are 20 and younger, 30 and younger right now 
Um, mm-hmm. They're not uncomfortable with androgyny at all. They're, in mm-hmm. fact, aligned with it in a way that you're like, whoa, um, they're so, they're so, I feel like they're so enlightened. I'm like, gosh, you know, 25 years ago, this was, it was almost like Wicca and stuff. It was like, you know, it was the secret. And now mm-hmm. it's like gender bend is, is the thing. It, but it's like we're headed that way. And um, that feels really that feels really good to me, of course, and validating mm-hmm. to me. And I can, of course, identify with a god or a goddess or, or an androgynous being. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> especially a being of both. For me, but mm-hmm. some people are kind of more into the beings of neither, and I think that that's mm-hmm. totally awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think that all of the deities that we talk about, regardless of how they, what what gender they have, are a reflection of humanity. They're a reflection of who we are as human beings, and that's kind yeah. of what you were saying. Is that yeah. like we kind of need that to kind of come down a little bit from whatever. Other the totality divine. is, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think we can completely comprehend it. And it is a reflection. Yeah. And it's a reflection of often many elements. You know, like Pele. Mm-hmm. Pele mm-hmm. is um, a Hawaiian goddess uh, that mm-hmm. usually reflects fire and destruction. Um, and not that destruction is always bad. Sometimes no. you have to get rid of things. Um, and, but you know, that, but, that's are, the way the island, but that's the way the island gets bigger. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, but she's a beautiful goddess, you know, and she has this, mm-hmm. her imagery has this beautiful black hair and it gives us something we can identify with, but mm-hmm. also some something we can see that's bigger than ourselves because she's, her flames are creating her hair, right? The volcano itself, the flames are creating the black earth, which ends up being, you know, mm-hmm. the lava once it cools down. So, yeah. um so I, I I personally have always, you know, connected with each divinity and in that way, like in a way where what cannot what part of it can I relate to as a human being? Yeah. One yeah. one thing in the uh, in that uh, I touch on in the elements book, and it just it's one of those other pet peeves to to bring up, and it it, it relates to this topic directly. So many old sources of information give the elements gender where where water and earth are seen as feminine and air and fire are seen as masculine and i understand why culturally it was easy to label it that way but uh it, it's it is it is not appropriate because the elements are inherently everything and not limited to human form or animal form or plant form or any other form. So it doesn't make any sense from that perspective. However, I mean, it does make sense to view certain elements as having positive or negative or magnetic or, you know, either push or pull. I mean, there are powers or forces that can be phrased other ways. And in particular, in many systems, they call upon the, uh, elemental kings at the circles as you know the beings that are in charge of the element uh, in is viewed as a king now the language that i've been using for quite a few years and i put in there is monarch 
because it still implies that they are the summation and the head of that tribe of beings that's fire or water, earth or air, but monarch doesn't imply any particular gender. So it, it's, I mean, there are ways to talk because people go, well, well, if I don't use masculine and feminine, then, then I'll lose one of the tools to describe the elements. And I say, there are many, many other words that more accurately depict what that element does and and uh, I get it. Now, the only time that uh, I would say it's okay, you know, it's in, in the sense that there is a, a place for everything and it's about including the whole broad spectrum. You know, it may be that if you are, um, let's say that you are, um, you know, a uh, um, heterosexual um, cisgender person, it may be that at your hand fasting, you want to hold a cup of water and you want him to hold a candle, and that's fine. But that's a choice that you're making for a personal ritual. However, if, if you were to say, everybody, if you're going to be a member of, of, of my uh, spiritual uh, company and religious order or covenant or lodge or circle or whatever, you have to say that uh, fire is male and water is female. That would be over overstretching and actually be a problem. So there's nothing wrong with using it as per something that is meaningful and powerful for you if it fits you, but don't presume to know what fits everyone else. And the elements right. in my book are not gendered. Well, fantastic. That's great to hear because I'm sure, you know, some non-binary people really appreciate that. Uh, and you're going to run can... into it in the old books. You're going to, I'm, I'm warning you because you, if you start studying, you're going to run into stuff that is like that in books. Don't throw the book across the room. Um, get what you, is useful out of it and, and change it in your head until you run into, into uh, books or writers that say differently. Wow. Yeah. And um, I think this is, Dakini said that they call it the sovereign. And I was Perfectly like, good word. Perfectly good word. That's a great word. I like that word, sovereign. Um, a lot of people have really started using that word, and I, I really appreciate it. Even for people that, uh, where we talk about the maiden mother crone, there's a lot of people that that stop the their monthly cycles, and then they feel sovereign, but they don't feel crone right. because right. they're not quite old enough to feel crone, especially now with us living longer. But you know, so, 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 but it depends on what those words mean. And, and part of it is also about reclaiming what stuff means. Like, um, I'm not giving away any secrets because we're not oath bound, but our second degree ritual uh, has a, a part in it where the person has to answer questions and be challenged by six people. And those six people represent maiden, mother and crone, youth, father and sage. Though I will point out that you don't have to be uh, any particular gender to be any one of those in the ritual. If you, you know, because you can call forth whatever you need. And in that ritual, in our second degree, the person takes a chalice and a blade and brings everything that's in them together. So it's an inner great right where it's about uniting everything that is within them, whatever that may be. But I find the crone in me. I find uh, the maiden in me. I find... Uh, the, the uh, youth in me or the father, whatever, but I view them as stages of life and particular styles of action. I think culturally, uh, if we divorce, if we divorce the the biology or or uh, when you stop, you know, menstruating or not, if you maybe you never did, right? Uh, but for me, crone is somebody who is a dispenser of wisdom. 
that's the way I think of it. Well, so be almost anybody. <laughs> it, it is, but but here's the difference. Um, if somebody is, is a crone, they've been around the block a couple of uh, decades, and when people go to the crone for advice, they do so because they've decided that's somebody who actually may know something about this. And I actually view the, the maiden uh, uh, as the most courageous of the whole bunch. Seriously. I mean, they just jump into the universe and, and climb trees and, and, and yell and do, and do uh, amazing and stupid things. I mean, I honestly view it as, but the thing is rather than, seeding it and saying, y'all keep that, it's, it's, it's contaminated. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to make those mean things that are valuable to me. So rather for me and this personal choice, rather than abandoning some of the old words for Mooka, uh, I basically said, what are they really to me? And, you know, I spend lots of times being, being a parent, even though I don't have kids. <laughs> I totally understand. Um, <laughs> I have to, even though I do have a child. Plus, but I have other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. I think for me, being a non-binary person, I, I started to explore the other side. So, you know, I, I, when I first came into Wicca, I was okay with being feminine. I was walking the feminine path. And then at some point, I had, I started to go, well... I'm not sure that really vibes with me. I think I was just doing that because that's what I was told to do. And, right. um, and, and, and in Wicca, most people are like, oh, okay, well, maybe you're trans. You know, most people in Wicca are not close to it. Um, right. And then as I started to explore the more masculine side with even fatherhood, um, as I held a baby in mm -hmm. in my arms and le leaned over and held a seahorse i actually had mm -hmm. a was at a place in hawaii where the seahorse wraps Cur their tail around, curls around. yeah 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 get to hold it and in that moment the seahorse looked up at me with this recognition and that a father can also mm -hmm. be holding the baby um and that that cuz that's what seahorses do um see the father holds Baby. Right. And right. even, you know, the and then for me, it was like, well, wait a minute. Um, I'm kind of both. And so I just am kind of comfortable being both all the time. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I um, I have also wondered if that in the future I could develop or some maybe a bunch of us non-binary people could come together <laughs> and develop something like what Eve is saying, where Eve is saying the youth parent sage model resonates with me. I mm -hmm. totally agree with you, Eve. That's beautiful. Well said. I like those words even. Um, and because that's really what they mean in, in the end, um, or mostly, you know, so uh, the sage is usually used for the divine masculine, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, you know, for non-binary, that feels, that feels vibes with me I, I, yeah i mean i i think the fu the future will be better if we have um dozens and dozens of different models to choose from depending upon the people and the players involved uh, once again just like talking about creating sacred space and why and how it, the for me the essence of that model is not just that we move through life because there's the transition from one age setting and one experience of life to another. 
but also there's there's the three, but it's the three in one. So at no point in your life do you cease to be all, all the parts that you have been before and all the parts that you will be in the future. So when you need to bring forth the child, the child comes forth. When you need to bring forth um, the person on the cane at the end of life that's seen everything. And honestly, the distinction in my mind that I make often is that sometimes the, the guidance is both stern but kinder from the person who's seen it all because they've seen it all and been through their own ups and downs. But the point is, it's, it's the part I hope the people don't forget when they're creating their own models is that it's not just about these categories that you, because rites of passage are also important, right? But it's the idea that you are your entire timeline from start to finish at every moment. And you have access to the powers of every age you have been and every age you will be. Absolutely. And hopefully we all get to make it to crone or whatever you want to call that final stage. As old as you, as old, as old as you want to be and, 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 and still be enjoying the earth. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, I always honor Brighthawk, who, who, when somebody says something about being old, she's always like, and you're privileged to experience that. Um, right. Not everybody gets to. Um, right. So in that, I want to say that I'm about to start our tarot reading. And I want to thank you, Evo. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the show and, and helping us dive deep into the elements and celebrate i'm so happy why don't you just tell us real quick uh the name of your book show us the cover so we sure it's on amazon yeah it's you can get it pretty much anywhere where, where books are sold four elements of the wise and okay. if you if you have a local bookstore please support your local store if not you know amazon barnes and noble whatever other place you buy books at okay yeah yeah exactly and if you want to order my book you can order it directly from me i have prints right there and i'd be happy to sign one for you and send it right out to you it's called divine androgen but you can also find it on kindle and all of that and i do both <laughs> yeah or do both <laughs> yep and my book is is a book that you can read more than once it is uh it is intended to help you unfold and become your most authentic self and in that today i have these very truly authentic cards love is love and each one of these cards is created by a different LGBTQ artist, which is a completely collaborative deck, which in to me is you look at all those cards, you think of all those LGBTQ people out there. So young people and people that are like, can I, can I possibly live a good life and, and do what I want to do in life as a cute queer person? Yes, you can look at all the people that do. So as along with Evo, me, across there you go we got lots of people and examples for you so i'm so happy to read these cards today and i want to say that if you hear these words and they resonate with you please take them to heart and know that they are meant for you and if you hear these cards and they don't resonate with you that's okay take what you like and leave the rest it's probably intended for someone else so um sandy i want to let you know evo that one of our one of our regular viewers here sandy is saying that she thoroughly enjoyed you tonight. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Sandy. Um, and I'm going to unfold the cards here. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, so this first card is, is it's a card that 
now we're going to be related to the past here. And this card is the Two of Pentacles, which is a beautiful card. You can see that they're standing on love there and infinity. And that this is a very sort of androgynous person uh, with high heels and a boa and beautiful leggings and tossing around those pentacles. And this is about this is about the divine dance that we all do to become ourselves. This is the gifts that you were given. How are you using them and how are you bringing them to the light? This this card is reminding you that every single one of us, every single one of us, even if you feel that you don't have anything to offer the world. You actually do. It's hidden in there somewhere and you can find it. And that's what this is all about. This is about harvesting our gifts and where they came from and why we have them. And that's what this card is all to remind you all that you all were born with a gift that you can offer the world. And in fact, this is about coming together with our gifts and collaborating with these three beautiful drag queens. The Six of Pentacles is about collaboration and coming together as a community, and that is celebrating in the right now. So if you're coming together right now with somebody or you're you're thinking about it, that's a good idea. Uh, and collaborating with others is actually how we grow. When we build relationships, we learn from each other, and that's how we grow, and that's how we become a uh, amazing person like one of these beautiful drag queens right and in the future um this card is actually a really special card this is about love is love two of cups this is about the divine connection between two people um and also in any connection that you have not just in romantic relationships but also in friendships and things like that this is a celebration and and this is the divine the universe telling us that the, that that when we feel like when we feel like there's a moment to connect with somebody that this is that it's it's a good thing to come emotionally be vulnerable show your heart share your heart with people because that's really what enriches our life every day and if you're in a relationship you know that if you've ever been in a relationship, even if it ended bad, for a period of time, there was a time that it enriched your life. And that's why you were in it, right? And then at some point, maybe it was time to go and move on to a different relationship. And that's okay, too. So I just want to say that celebrate love. Don't, don't deny it in your life. Bring it in. Allow love to come in, whether it's friendship or lovers or however it comes into your life through relationships. Allow it to come in because that's what the universe is telling us, that not only do we all have gifts to share, we all were born with special gifts and we all have gifts to share and collaborate with each other. And when we come together on an on a even, equal basis, we can celebrate each other as uniquely beautiful as we are. And in that, we can find divine connection and true love and deep in our hearts for our friends and lovers in the world. So I hope that, that that reading helps you somewhere in your life and that you feel called to, you know, to do whatever it is in your life that you, you need to celebrate. And remember, every single person in the world, no matter what, you have something special for us. 
I promise you, you do. And uh, on that note, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Evo. Thank you. I so appreciate you uh, for coming on the show today and, and doing this with us today is a very special show and lots of people are cheering you on. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Thank you. It was a lot of fun and hope I see you in real world soon. All right. Maybe we get to see each other at a festival. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Thank you for watching Rainbow Soul, a queer perspective on spirituality beyond religion. We appreciate you sharing the show on your timeline. Follow us on social media of your choice and join our Facebook group, Rainbow Soul. We want to hear from you. Share your topic ideas for Hollis and Lacrosse. Explore upcoming shows and interesting guests. The Rainbow Soul Facebook group, where we build community of questioning seekers. Rainbow Soul, where spirituality is our medicine.